Last Sunday's Gospel, when the Spirit led Christ into the desert, announced that Lent would be a time of temptation. Now, this may seem obvious. After all, which of us hasn't been experiencing some kind of temptation over these past days? Perhaps I've given something up, sweets or caffeine or social media, and I'm tempted to take it back. Perhaps I've taken something on, more prayer or more reading or works of mercy, and I'm tempted to abandon it. Perhaps I find myself tempted by anger or sadness, whose cause I can't seem to determine. These temptations aren't new to us. It's just that during Lent, we seem to experience them with greater intensity. Unlike Christ in the desert, we may even find ourselves overcome by the tempter and may fall into precisely those sins we've been seeking to renounce. If last Sunday's Gospel announced that Lent would be a time of temptation, today's Gospel announces that Lent will also be a time of transfiguration. Now, this may not seem obvious. I've certainly experienced temptation. Have I experienced transfiguration? What would it mean to experience transfiguration? Those of you who recite the rosary or pray before icons may find this story accessible from the vantage point of the disciples Peter, James, and John. Imagining ourselves in their place, we can experience the same astonishment and fear at Christ's dazzling presence. Byzantine icons picture the disciples sprawled out on the mountainside, arms and legs akimbo, shielding their faces as if under assault. Our Coptic icon in the back of the church captures another dimension of this story. The three disciples sit with their heads tilted towards Christ and their hands cupped behind their ears. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. As edifying as such meditations may be, they don't get us closer to answering the question of why Lent should be a time of transfiguration. Nor do they necessarily illuminate how we can be transfigured during Lent. We are certainly tempted. Are we also transfigured? If I find myself skeptical, I may remind myself of one of the fundamental truths of Catholic faith. The mysteries of Christ's life, like his temptation in the desert and his transfiguration on Mount Tabor, are the foundations of what he would later give us in the sacraments of the Church. In the words of Pope St. Leo the Great, what was visible in our Savior has passed over into his mysteries, that is, into his sacraments. What was visible in our Savior means his words and deeds. We learn them through the testimony of the apostles and evangelists. We know through the Gospels that Christ underwent baptism, 
We know that he was led by the Spirit into the desert, where he fasted for 40 days. We also know that before his passion, he took his three closest disciples and climbed Mount Tabor, where he was transfigured before them. Now, these words and deeds happened at a particular time in the past, but they also happen now through the sacramental mysteries of the Church. What was visible in our Savior has passed over into his mysteries. Every Catholic who has been baptized and confirmed and has partaken of the Most Holy Eucharist has participated in what was visible in our Savior. Why is Lent the time to reflect on this? In its origins, Lent was a time of preparation for the catechumens who were to be baptized at the Easter Vigil, and in the RCIA program it still is today. The baptismal rites of the early Church constituted a drama in which the candidate, who up to this time had served the pagan gods who were demons, strives to escape their power. The Church gives us the gospel of the temptation of Christ on the first Sunday of Lent because that was the Sunday of enrollment. The candidates for baptism came on the first Sunday and were examined and enrolled in the catechumenate. The 40 days that followed were a time of daily preparation and struggle, just as Christ's 40 days in the desert. This preparation had two components, catechesis and rites of exorcism. During this time, the catechumens came to church every day, and the daily ceremony included, first of all, an exorcism. And the fathers of the church interpret these as the battle that Christ is waging over the soul of the candidate. The rite of exorcism has as its purpose freeing the soul, little by little, from the power of the demons. After the exorcism came the catechesis. The bishop's throne was placed in the church, and all the catechumens sat in a circle. The bishop went through the scriptures, beginning with Genesis, explaining phrase by phrase the literal and then the spiritual interpretation. At the end of five weeks, they received the creed. On the final Sunday before Easter, the catechumens recited the creed back. During this time of catechesis, the foundation of the faith is laid and the purification of the soul accomplished through exorcism. When they finally recite the creed at the end of Lent, they have been freed from the power of the demon and they can bind themselves to Christ. And it is with this that we find ourselves at an answer to the question of how Lent can be a time of transfiguration. The Easter Vigil, as you know, is the celebration of Christ's Passover, from death to life, from the world, the flesh, and the devil, to the heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. And the catechumens who are baptized at the Easter Vigil have a share in this Passover. What is visible in our Savior passes over into his mysteries. And in this case, the mystery becomes visible in the white baptismal garments that are worn 
by the newly baptized. This symbolizes the purity of the resurrected state that they now enjoy through Christ. Now, all of us have worn these garments at one time in our lives. Do we desire to wear those garments again? Do I desire that same purity of life that I knew at my baptism? If so, Lent indeed can be not just a time of temptation, but also a time of transfiguration. As Christ did battle against Satan in the daily exorcisms of the catechumens, I can test my own thoughts, both the good thoughts and the evil, against God's word. As Christ taught the catechumens through the bishop, I too can come to church, come to Mass, I can engage in Lectio Divina and in spiritual reading. Then, when Lent reaches its culmination at the Easter Vigil, I, like the catechumens, can renounce Satan and his works and ways and confess Christ anew through the Creed. Throughout this 40-day-long drama of my own conversion, I will both be fasting with Christ in the desert and climbing with Christ to the summit of Mount Tabor. On Easter Sunday, we will arrive together, and temptation will give way to transfiguration as we don garments white as light. <clears throat> 